The spiritual awakening process isn't always easy, and we can go through some difficulties when we're first awakening. But there's also a lot of misinformation out there about spiritual awakenings, including some really pervasive myths that can block your spiritual growth if you believe them. In this video, I'm going to help you bust the 11 most common myths about spiritual awakening so that you never again let these myths hold you back from your true potential. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the Heart Alchemist, here to help you open your heart, heal your past, and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell so you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram also, where I publish tips that you're not gonna find here on YouTube. Okay, let's get to the 11 myths about spiritual awakenings. Myth number one is it's all bliss. <laughs> now I hear this one so much and, and I actually have a lot of my clients first reach me because they believe in this myth and then they need to come and work with me because things kind of fall apart. So what ends up happening is a lot of times for so many of us, one of the first stages of the spiritual awakening process is that we feel bliss, we feel connected, we feel just open to the universe, to God, to whatever you wanna call it. We feel connected to all things. We just feel happy and joyful. We don't feel alone anymore. So this bliss phase is really common at the beginning of a spiritual awakening. And I went into these stages of spiritual awakening, especially the bliss, but also other stages in one of my most watched videos ever. It's this one here on the stages, on the six stages of spiritual awakening. So I'm gonna leave the link to that in the description box below. If you haven't seen that video, you're gonna wanna see it uh, because that'll get into more details on what the stages are. But bliss is certainly one of the stages, a lot of us go through it, but here's where things get complicated and why this is a myth. <laughs> why the whole it's just, it's, it's all bliss is a myth. Because what generally happens is when your awakening is triggered, you'll go into this bliss phase, you'll feel super connected to all that is, you'll feel connected to your soul, all these wonderful things start happening. But then inevitably what ends up happening is after the high, boom, <laughs> you'll crash. It's very common. And this is what I also talk about in that video. It's called the purge or the dark night of the soul is, is a common way of referring to this too. So a lot of times people reach me when they're going into that purge phase, when they're crashing after they're high, but they reach me in a state of despair because they think they're doing something wrong. They email me, they reach out to me and they say, you know, I was doing so well, I was feeling totally connected to the universe and now suddenly I feel these horrible things like despair and sadness and all of these things and I just wanna get back to the bliss. <laughs> and so this is why this is a myth because it's not true. You can't stay in the bliss phase forever. This, These highs and these lows, they are a part of the spiritual awakening. So myth number one, we are busting. Spiritual awakenings do not just contain bliss, okay? So let's bust that, bing, bing! <laughs> you know, spiritual myth, spiritual awakening myth number one, boom, has been shattered. <laughs> it's not just bliss, and if it is just bliss, I always tell people, ding, ding, if it is just bliss, and if you're just feeling the high, more likely than not, you're going into a repression or dissociation because you don't wanna see the shadowy aspects of yourself that also need to be worked on through 
a spiritual awakening. Okay. So a spiritual awakening isn't just bliss. There are highs and there are lows and you're going to have to work through them. That is a more authentic spiritual awakening. So myth number one has just been busted. You're not doing anything wrong. If you crash after the bliss phase, in fact, you're doing everything right. Your soul is now triggering you. Your soul triggered your awakening for you to go up and feel that connection and feel that there's so much more to life than you thought there was. But then your soul will also trigger you to come down into the bottom of your pot or your pit, because down there you got things to clean up that you haven't cleaned up. And part of the spiritual awakening process is for sure deep cleaning, <laughs> deep cleaning of the pit so that you can come up into ascension with more lightness in your energy. All right. So there's nothing wrong with the ups and downs. You're doing it right. Myth number two is kind of a continuation of myth number one, but myth number two is feeling negative emotions is bad. <laughs> okay. So we see this in a lot of spirituality circles. There's a lot of spirituality circles where there's, there's a sort of a superficial spirituality where everybody just wants positive vibes, just really high vibes. Everybody, no negative vibes here. I hear this sometimes in some spiritual circles, and this is not genuine or authentic spirituality at all, because again, you can't just be in positive emotion all the time. You're a freaking human being <laughs> and human beings feel good sometimes. And they feel like crap sometimes, and that's okay. So this idea that feeling negative emotions means you must be doing something wrong is an absolute myth. Bust, boom, boom, boom. Let's bust that. Let's bust that myth right now. Not true. In fact, you are doing a really well. If you start to feel these negative emotions, like what, what, what emotions am I talking about? Sadness, fear, despair, rage, anger, all kinds of things. What's called negative emotions. And I like to use air quotes when I say negative emotions because there really isn't such a thing as negative emotions. There are just emotions. All right. And you have to learn how to work with them. Part of the spiritual mastery is learning how to work with emotional content without judging it good or bad. So you get to a point where you learn to sit and heal your anger in the same way that you could sit with your love or your joy. Okay. You can sit with despair with the same amount of love that you can sit with happiness. Okay. So all emotions that you feel they're held with love and they are held with just tenderness. There's no pushing away way. Cause here's the thing. The moment that you start judging an emotion bad, the likelihood is you're going to push it away. You're going to reject it. You're not going to want to feel it. You're not going to want to see it. And the moment that you do that, you start tearing yourself apart, which is precisely what the spiritual awakening is helping you not do. It's helping you integrate yourself. You've been disconnected for a really long time before the spiritual awakening. So what the spiritual awakening does is it initiates a process of integration of coming into wholeness of coming into unity. I can't do that if I'm judging certain parts of me or certain emotions, good or bad. Okay. So this myth has been busted. If you feel negative emotion during a spiritual awakening, sometimes we feel profoundly negative emotions, sometimes for extended periods of time. That is okay. You're not doing anything wrong. And the only thing that you need to remember is that every time you feel a negative emotion, you are to embrace it, to sit with it, to give it space in the same, with the same type of tenderness that you would, if you were feeling a positive emotion, joy, happiness, whatever. Okay. So this is, this is what's called equanimity and in, in Buddhism. Okay. 
So you're, you're going to hold all of your emotions equally. None of them are better than the others. All right. So this myth has just been busted. Myth number three is that it's dangerous to open up to spirit. <laughs> now I hear this myth mostly from people who come from religious uh, backgrounds. All right. Because there's a lot of people awakening on the planet right now who were raised in religion. And so now they're waking up to spirituality. They're leaving religion behind, but they're still really heavily templated with religious beliefs. But even if you, we didn't grow up religious, chances are you probably still do have these religious templates on you just because of our culture, our society, the movies we watch. So horror movies about possessions and God knows what, and ghosts and all of these things. There's plenty of horror movies out there about the spirit world. And so even if you weren't born into religion, you probably carry some of these templates and these programmings in you. Okay. Now you have to understand why these started in the first place. Okay. So the idea that opening up to spirit is uh, dangerous comes from religion. And the reason that, that, that religion started disseminating this false truth or this false uh, belief, not false truth, false belief. The reason that religions pervasively spread this out is because the moment that, that you realize you don't need an intermediary, the moment that you realize that you can open up to spirit, to God, to source, to your angels, to your guides, you yourself all by yourself, the moment you realize that you wouldn't need to go to a temple or a church, you wouldn't need religion for anything at all. And so those beliefs were instituted in religion to keep people away from their own connection to source so that they went through an inter intermediary all the time. Okay. You have to understand the origins of these beliefs because that's how it helps you unplug from them. It's not absolutely, first of all, everything is spirit. <laughs> everything is spirit. So, you know, me looking at you right now, my body's spirit, the world is spirit, a rock is spirit, a tree is spirit. Everything is spirit. So you're always connected to the spirit world always because you are in the spirit world. This is all spirit world. But what's meant by this myth is that when you start to open up to your guidance, to your angels, to God, to whatever, that there's a danger that you can invite in some demons or bad spirits or whatever the heck is out there. There's so much misinformation around this. And this really riles me up because this myth has been so detrimental to all of us for thousands of years. This has been going on. Okay. And here's one thing that I want to leave with you. And this is super important in being able to bust this myth once and for all. And that is that you have to realize that although there are lots of things out in the spirit world, so there are really elevated beings and there are really dense beings, what would be called shadow beings. There's all kinds of things in the same way that there's all kinds of people, races, genders, all kinds of things going on on the planet. There's also a lot of things going on in the, in the realm of spirit. But the one thing that you always have to remember, and this is again, something that religion does not teach you. The one thing you have to remember is that you are never forget this. I'm going to, I'm going to this, I'm going to keep saying this until the day I die. You are a sovereign being. Okay. Let me repeat that again. You are a sovereign being, meaning that your free will cannot be violated. This is a free will universe. It cannot be violated. And that means that when I open up to the spirit world, 
I, that intention to open to my guides, to, to God, to my source, to, to whatever that intention, that pure hearted intention standing in my sovereignty is absolutely not inviting demons and bad ghosts and whatever. I, I <laughs> this is all hogwash. Okay. So don't be afraid. It's not dangerous to open up to the spirit world in the past. It is true that in the past, when we used to live in lower levels of consciousness, there were a lot of shenanigans going on, black magic, voodoos, all kinds of things going on. But you have to remember that we were all willingly participating in that type of spirituality in those days, because that was the level of consciousness that we were at, which was really low. So really, even back in the day when we were being cursed by our neighbors or whatever, we were willingly participating in that consciousness because we allowed our sovereignty to be given away. We were in victim consciousness. Okay. But now no more, no more. You are a sovereign being who's waking up to the fact that you have always been a sovereign being that the spirit world cannot impinge on you. The spirit world cannot manipulate you. The spirit world has no power over you unless you give it power. Okay. So your sovereignty and your intention to connect with the spirit world is going to bring with to you what you want. So if you want to connect to your guides, to the highest possible ascended energy, that's what you're going to connect to. You're not going to connect to anything else because you just stated, I want to connect to the highest possible energy. Now, if you say, I want to connect to the lowest possible energy, sure, go, go at it. But why would you do that? Right? So again, it is not dangerous to connect to the spirit world because you are a sovereign being. Your soul knows what it's doing. There's nothing to be afraid of. Start opening up to your guides, to your spirits, to your higher self, start opening up because in doing this, your life will change and you will be more on your soul path than ever before. Myth number four is that an awakening is linear. <laughs> okay. So what do I mean by this? So usually when people wake up, when they're first learning about spiritual awakenings, they'll usually have that momentary, that bliss where they feel really connected. Everything feels wonderful. And they, then they believe that once they wake up, everything's going to be uphill from there, right? Like your vibration is just going to keep going up and up and up in a nice little line. <laughs> That's not really what happens. So this is kind of a continuation of the first myth that I talked about. Spiritual awakenings are not this nice, neat line sloping upwards and you just keep going up and up and up in your vibration. And that's the way it is. That would be really boring. <laughs> that's not the way that, that life works. Life is messy, right? And spiritual awakenings are messy too. So a spiritual awakening, the way that I'd like you to see a spiritual awakening is that instead of being this, this line sloping upwards in a nice, really neat fashion, a spiritual awakening is more like a freaking roller coaster. So roller coasters go up and then they come down and then they go up and then they come down a roller coaster. So if you've ever been on a roller coaster, you know how exciting those things are, right? And so that's what a spiritual awakening really is. There are ups and there are downs. So if you're in your spiritual awakening and you just hit the top of your up and then you're, you're dipping down, don't worry. You don't need to emailing, email me, emailing me saying that, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong. You are not doing anything wrong. Again, I'm going to reinforce spiritual awakenings have ups and they have downs and they have ups and downs if you're doing it right. Okay. Now you will always know if someone is having a more superficial spiritual awakening, because they'll just keep telling you that their life is so wonderful 
wonderful. They've never felt so good in their life. Oh, everything is so wonderful. My life is so beautiful. If you hear someone saying that about their spiritual awakening, more likely than not, they're on the superficial level of awakening and they haven't gone through the lows that are also necessary in order to clean out the basement, to clean out, to clean out your subconscious mind. That cleaning process needs to take place. So if people around you are telling you that their life is just so wonderful, either they're not being authentic with you or they're just, they're just going in more through a more superficial spiritual awakening. There's nothing wrong with that. Eventually they will also go through the, the lows cause those are necessary, but don't feel bad if you find yourself going through the ups and downs again, myth busted. <laughs> All right. Spiritual awakenings are not linear. They're like roller coasters. Myth number five is that life gets easier after an awakening. <laughs> so this one here, I'm not going to put a full blown busted <laughs> animation because this one is partially, there's a tiny bit of truth to this. So I can't completely bust this one, but there's just a tiny little bit of truth to this. Okay. So what I mean by this is that when you awaken, when you go through a spiritual awakening and you go through that bliss, and then eventually you start to crash. One of the telltale signs of a spiritual awakening, especially in the initial phases is that you start to lose things. You have sometimes really difficult endings. So you can lose your job. You can lose a relationship. You can lose your house. You can lose money. You can all kinds of things can happen. You can lose friendships all kinds of things happen because one of the goals of the spiritual awakening is to shake your energy into new energy. And of course, the moment that I shift my energy, my whole reality around me must shift. Okay. And so it's very common for during a spiritual awakening for you to have really difficult moments of, you know, relationships ending. That's what happened to me. I had, I had a, you know, like a triple whammy going on here. You know, I had my marriage ended, uh, I just, I changed countries. Uh, I changed careers all kind of at the same time. All right. And I hear from so many thousands of people who say that they go through the same thing. Sometimes it's not as dramatic as that. So sometimes people will have spiritual awakenings and they'll change one thing and then they'll move forward and then they'll change another thing and then they'll move forward. It doesn't have to be as intense as it was with me. But the point here is that, you know, if you think that your life is going to just become all roses and easy after a spiritual awakening, that's not true because a lot of times I want you to remember what a spiritual awakening is doing for you. Okay. Because it's doing something for you. What it's doing for you is essentially think of a spiritual awakening as aligning you with your true soul path. I love that description of, of a, a spiritual awakening. It's aligning you with your true soul path. Doesn't that sound and feel so good to you? Because that's what it's doing. That's what it's doing for so long. When we're sleeping, we can go off on this path that the soul doesn't really particularly want. The soul wants to go over here. It'll put up with your ego and it'll say, okay, fine, go down that road for a while. But then eventually the soul at one point says, all right, enough is enough. Click. I'm going to wake you up and you wake up and then you have to adjust course. Okay. So a spiritual awakening will align you more with your authentic soul path. And sometimes, especially when you're course correcting, 
It's not easy. It's not easy at all. You know, I could tell you from personal experience and working with hundreds of clients, it's not easy to make these adjustments because again, you're going to have to end things. You're going to have to change things. You may have to have difficult conversations with people. You may have to change relationships around you, how you relate to people. You are changing completely. So your personality may be changing. Your likes and dislikes may be changing. All of these things are changing. And if there's one thing you have to remember about the ego is that the ego does not like change. Neither does a wounded inner child. So if you have a wounded inner child and an active ego, none of these components are going to like change. So the more change is occurring in your outer environment during a spiritual awakening, the more you can freak out. Okay. So, so no, the, the part that's busted about this myth is that no life, life doesn't get easier, especially when you're going through the initial phases of the spiritual awakening awakening, there can be a lot of discomfort and a lot of things changing and, you know, just, just, uh, a lot of difficulties sometimes during the spiritual awakening. Now the part, the tiny bit that is true is that eventually as you make these changes and your vibration starts to rise as I heal and I just go to the bottom of my pit and I say, I am willing to see and heal everything that I need to see and heal within me. The moment that I say that, I'm going to go deep down into these lower chakras, into the pit of my subconscious mind. I do all this healing work. My vibration starts to ascend and ascend and ascend. And I get to, I start to move more in alignment with my soul. The more that I do that, the easier my life gets because now I'm not fighting against my soul. <laughs> when I'm fighting against my soul and my mind is going, I want to do this. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. When I'm fighting against my soul, life can be really difficult. When I align with my soul. Yeah, there can still be some difficult moments in my life that I go through. So just because you're having a spiritual awakening doesn't mean your life is going to be filled with roses all the time. You're still human here to be in a human experience, but it is true that life gets easier in general, simply because I'm now walking side by side with my soul instead of fighting against it. Myth number six is it's all about vibration. <laughs> okay. So this one, I'm going to put the busted. <laughs> I'm going to start right with the busted because this one, uh, I have a little, this, this one sometimes riles me up a little bit because I get this a lot from people who have been studying the law of attraction and they're really into the law of attraction. The law of attraction is all over the place in spiritual circles. They're really into the law of attraction and they're going through their spiritual awakening. And it sounds really wonderful to believe that it's all about your vibration. And it is true to a certain extent that your vibration contributes. It's really important in the creation of your reality. I will not deny that that is true. In fact, a lot of my videos I talk about that's why I'm helping you heal, right? When you heal, when you start healing, your vibration naturally ascends. So it is true to a certain extent, ding, ding, <laughs> you know, we can't look at these things in absolutes. It is true that your vibration, the overall vibration of your being is important in the creation of your reality, but important doesn't mean it's all about your vibration. It is not. And if you believe it is, this is a very self-centered egotistical way of believing and seeing how the world is. It's still the ego. <laughs> it's still the ego. Okay. 
Because the truth is, you are a very powerful spiritual being. You co-create your reality. And, and I use the word co-create because it's important. Co-creation means I participate in the creation of my reality. It doesn't mean I'm doing it all by myself, okay? So although your vibration is very important, there are still enormous complexity in the whole system. You are still operating, for example, with your astrological map. You are operating under your numerology that your soul chose. You're operating under enormous cycles, karmic cycles that your soul chose to go through. There are so many things happening that you're not aware of, and you have chosen as a soul to participate in these various moving parts at the same time. So vibration is one of those moving parts, okay? And I'll give you an example of how this works so that you, so that you never forget this, okay? So when I started teaching, I was, I also started, I focused a lot on, on vibration and I, within myself, I was trying to focus a lot on vibration. The belief was the higher my vibration, the more wonderful things I attract to me, the lower my, my, my vibration is, the worse the things I attract to me. Okay, that's the general understanding of this. Except funny things started to happen in my life. <laughs> so sometimes I'd have my vibration really high and bad things would still happen to me. And I started to, what, what's going on here? Sometimes this is when I really understood the cycles, the karmic cycles of life. I started to, I remember my vibration was high, keeping my vibration high, really light, and my money was still dwindling from my bank account. I lost everything multiple times, more than multiple times during my spiritual awakening, I lost everything. I had zero dollars in my bank account, literally, okay? And my vibration was high, but then something funny happened. During one of the most difficult times in my life where my vibration was so low, I couldn't even get out of bed, if you could believe this, I was bedridden for a month during one of the most difficult phases of my spiritual awakening. And it was precisely when I was at my worst that the universe started delivering abundance to me. <laughs> and after I witnessed this happening to me and I noticed that the reason that that was happening, it wasn't because of my vibration. It was because I had just completed a major cycle in my life. And so once I was freed from that cycle, the universe started bringing in abundance, even though my vibration was low. Okay. So this is just a little story from my own life to illustrate to you that your vibration isn't everything. So if you're feeling bad, if your vibration is low, please don't start freaking yourself out saying, Oh my God, I'm, I'm going to attract bad things. If my vibration stays like that, I got to pull myself up. Again, you are, you will only be tearing yourself apart. If you do this, do not fight against the natural emotional content that you have within you and that you're processing. Okay. So again, vibration is a part of creating your reality. It's not everything. There are a lot of moving parts. So no, it's not just about your vibration. Myth busted. Myth number seven is the ego dies. <laughs> I get a lot of emails from people who they start their spiritual awakening. And for some reason they believe that their ego is just going to die and it's supposed to die. And then they reach out to me totally frustrated <laughs> because they're trying to meditate. They've been meditating for hours and hours and hours and hours, and their ego is still alive and well. <laughs> so they reach out to me. And again, they think they're doing something wrong, but the only reason they think this is because they're there's this pervasive myth that spiritual enlightenment, and I, I don't even like to use the word enlightenment, so I'm going to use it in air quotes. 
Um, there's this myth out there that enlightenment means your ego just dissolves. And there are some spiritual teachers, some of which I really respect, like Eckhart Tolle, he talks about this and he really does believe to him. He says he doesn't have an ego and he believes that, that, you know, the ego can dissolve once and for all that you don't need an ego. And, you know, I respect him for that. He's a great teacher and I really love his messages. I just disagree with him on this. And I disagree with teachers who believe that this is true in this, in this precise moment for the majority of us. I'm not saying that there aren't some gurus out there that maybe don't have an ego, but I'm talking to regular people <laughs> and for regular people like me, uh, for regular people, what's more likely to happen is that the ego will dissolve and rebuild, dissolve and rebuild. And this may happen multiple times across your spiritual awakening. It's happened to me multiple times. Now, what's interesting is that if you're doing your spiritual work, if you're working with your energies, if you're working with your soul, if you're surrendering, if you're trusting, if you're doing your work, what's going to happen is the ego is going to, the old ego is going to dissolve your old identity structures. That's what the ego is. Your sense of identity will dissolve. I can call it that instead of calling it an ego. Your sense of identity dissolves. There's a little bit of a lull, a little period of, of pause, and then your cell, a new sense of identity develops again. Each time that this happens though, if you're doing your work, and the reason that I say this is because sometimes if you have an initial awakening, your ego starts to dissolve, but then you freak out and you try to block the awakening and you're like, nope, not doing this. No, 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 not doing this. Your ego can then rebuild itself to be even stronger than it was before. But that's not you because if you've been following my videos, you are most certainly not doing that. <laughs> you're doing your work. You're going through your spiritual path. You're surrendering to, to this development. You're, you're doing your thing, right? And so for you, what's going to happen is the ego dissolves when it rebuilds, it rebuilds in a more flexible way. So each time your ego falls and then rebuilds, it's, it becomes more flexible, more pliable, more surrendered. It allows itself to be a tool of the soul instead of thinking that it's in command and that it, that it's the one that's, that's doing everything that it wants. The ego becomes softer every time it dissolves and rebuilds. It becomes softer, more flexible, more surrendered, willing to be a tool for the soul to use. Okay. So that's more likely than not what's going to happen to you. Your ego's not going to die. It'll just dissolve and be born anew in a more flexible and beautiful way. Myth number eight is it's all about gaining. <laughs> so sometimes when we have spiritual awakenings, I think because awakenings have been glamorized a little bit, um, and especially because the law of attraction thing, the secret, the law of attraction came in and suddenly people started using the law of attraction to like, you know, attract millions and buy Ferrari and all these other things were going on uh, within a lot of spiritual circles. What ended up happening was when people started to awaken, they started to falsely believe that they were going to get more to just gain from a spiritual awakening. So the, the belief is that when I wake up, when I become awakened, I'm going to become a millionaire and own a Ferrari and have all these things and have a wonderful relationship, attract my ideal soulmate, whatever, whatever it is. Okay. So there's this false belief that, that spiritual awakenings are all about gaining things. Okay. But I actually view a spiritual awakening precisely the opposite. And, uh, so I'm going to bust this being bust. <laughs> I'm going to bust this myth right now. One of my favorite ways of looking at a spiritual awakening is in the same way that uh, spiritual teacher Adi Ashanti uh, sees it. I, I read, or I, I don't know if I saw a video of his or if I read in one of his books, 
when he talks about a spiritual awakening, he talks about enlightenment as being a fundamentally destructive process. And I love that. That is so true. It's been true in my life and the life of my clients. Think of a spiritual awakening as a fundamentally destructive process, not a constructive in, in a lot of ways. Okay. Now, what does this mean? When you wake up, literally your soul starts to shed all of the things that no longer serve you. You lose one layer after the other, uh, beliefs about yourself. It could be things. It could be literally just your structure, your mindset, what you thought about yourself. Your soul just starts shedding all of that layer by layer by layer. So you see that's a destructive process, right? Your soul is getting rid of everything that's not true about your soul essence. Your soul is getting rid of all of the false assumptions about you, all of the inauthenticity in your life. It gets rid of it in one way or another. So a spiritual awakening is fundamentally a destructive process. And now that you know that you won't be freaking out if you're going through a spiritual awakening and suddenly you start losing things instead of gaining them, especially at first. Okay. Don't freak out. You're going to gain a lot of stuff for sure. you you will eventually start gaining a lot more than you ever could when you were asleep. But especially when you're going through the main phases of the spiritual awakening, the first thing you have to do is you have to let go. So you have to allow your soul to just go through this destructive process and then let the gains come in when it's time. Okay. But again, this myth is busted in the sense that it's not all about gain. You have to release and destroy first. Myth number nine is that awakenings are fast. <laughs> oh man. I get so many emails from people saying I've been at this spiritual awakening for a year now. I'm so tired of this. <laughs> oh man. Let me tell you. Okay. So, so let's, let's bust this myth right now. Spiritual awakenings are not quick processes. Okay. The only reason that we want things to constantly go fast, fast, fast is because we have this westernized way of seeing things where everything has to be done now or yesterday. Okay. That's not going to happen with the spiritual awakening. More likely than not, a spiritual awakening lasts years. Okay. My main spiritual awakening lasted six, maybe seven years. I've stopped counting. So the main process lasted years for me and it's lasted years for so many people. I have clients who've been going through a spiritual awakening for uh, 10 years, for two decades. It, it varies across different different people, different soul paths. The point is what I'm, I'm the reason that I want to crash and just bust this myth is because in, unless you let go of that belief that this is supposed to be going faster than it is, you're actually holding yourself back. Okay. Because you're resisting the speed of the changes, however they want to go. Your soul knows at what pace it wants to go. And you've got to learn how to trust that you've got to learn that everything is going at exactly the speed it is supposed to go for you. Whether you've been doing this for one year, five years, or 10 years, it doesn't matter. Your spiritual awakening is going as fast as it needs to go. 
but I wanted to bust this idea that it's going to be really short. And if it's not short, you're doing something wrong. You are absolutely not doing something wrong. Again, I'm going to leave a time frame in general spiritual awakenings for the majority of us last years. Okay. So myth busted myth 10 is that it can be stopped. Ooh, wow. This one's, this one's tough because a lot of the people that I work with, um, I've had clients before who have reached me in a really desperate state because they actually made the spiritual awakening worse for themselves because they were trying so hard to stop it. Okay. So let's bust this myth right now. You cannot stop a spiritual awakening once it starts. In fact, the part of you, you were the one that triggered the spiritual awakening in the first place, beautiful soul. It was your soul, which is a part of you, a wiser part of you, might I add. Okay. Ding, ding. Your soul is much more wiser than your mind. So if your soul triggered the spiritual awakening, it must mean that it must be because you were ready for it and it wanted to wake you up. And that's a beautiful, wise part of you. So why would your mind think that it's wise to try and stop? a process that the soul has started. It's not going to work because your soul is, your soul is so much more powerful than your mind ever will be. It will not work. And what it can end up happening is if you start resisting the spiritual process, you're actually going to delay your awakening more than necessary. You're going to block yourself. Okay. So what I tell people is when you start to feel that resistance within you, when you start to feel your mind going, this is enough. I'm so tired of this. I want this to be over. You can, you can hear that little voice starting to say that that's your ego trying to pull back the reins on the spiritual awakening. Now you're going to know it's not possible. There's no point in even trying. And if you go with that story of the ego, you're going to make your spiritual awakening worse. So you're not going to do it. <laughs> okay. So myth busted. It cannot be stopped. Myth number 11 is that an awakening is dangerous. Okay. So all right. This one, this one, there's, it's a pervasive myth. I'm going to bust it right off the bat here. It's a little bit of the continuation of what I was just talking about in terms of the soul triggering the spiritual awakening. It's not dangerous. The reason that this myth is out there is because we were living in a very fear-based consciousness before until recently, really we're transitioning into a love-based uh, consciousness now. When we were living in a fear-based consciousness, all of the information coming out was fear-based. So a lot of times what would happen is the soul would trigger a spiritual awakening in someone and they can go through some difficult times. And when they went through some difficult times, that was deemed as an unsuccessful spiritual awakening. Oh my God, this is really dangerous. That person's going through a lot of difficulties. So therefore it must mean that spiritual awakenings can be dangerous and you shouldn't try to awaken yourself. All of these things started going. Okay. A lot of fear-based information. So the trick here is that whenever you read or see fear-based information, just turn your face the other way because it's not going to help you at all. Okay. Spiritual awakenings are not dangerous. Again, your soul knows what it's doing. If your soul awakens you, it's because you are prepared on all levels to go through the spiritual awakening. Otherwise your soul wouldn't push the, the on button. Your soul would never jeopardize your well-being. I mean, this doesn't make any sense. So if your soul triggers the awakening, it means that you are prepared to go through it in all levels. It doesn't mean that you won't go through difficulties. Of course you may go through difficulties, 
especially if you have a lot of childhood trauma like I did, because when you have a lot of childhood trauma, you have a lot of pain to process. And so that makes the spiritual awakening sometimes harder than someone who had a great childhood, for example. But the difficulty of the spiritual awakening doesn't mean it's dangerous. And again, you will always be receiving the things that you need to receive at the, any moment in your spiritual awakening. I have so many people reach out to me. They say to me that they were going through a horrible, horrible spiritual awakening. Sometimes they didn't even know they were going through a spiritual awakening and they just asked the universe to please help them. And then they were suddenly on YouTube and they started to see my videos pop up without even knowing who I was or what my videos were about. And that's how they found my channel. You see, this is just one example of what happens, how you are so guided. Everything that you need is given to you when you're going through an awakening, okay? So myth, myth busted, <laughs> it's not dangerous. It can be difficult, but it's not dangerous. You are always supported. The right help shows up when you need it, okay? so. We are finished with these myths. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below, which myth do you really, or did you believe up until now? Let me know in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website where you can download some free guided meditations. These are new. I have it over on my website and click over here to watch the, the video on the six stages of spiritual awakening. All right, beautiful soul. I am out.